Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Monday, November 20th, Ian Cameron solo on this edition of the show, ready to break down the Monday uh, slate. Uh, I do want to point out some scheduling um, notices for the upcoming week uh, that we've got. Obviously, it's a uh, unique week in the season where it's U.S. Thanksgiving, so we've got two of the days this week with no NHL action. And as a result, there won't be shows two days this week. Tomorrow, there will be no Ice Guys show, no games on the schedule. Thursday, U.S. Thanksgiving. There will be no Ice Guys show. Again, uh, no games on the schedule that day. So we will be on with you, obviously, today. Be on with you Wednesday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time with a huge Wednesday card that is coming up uh, later this week with, obviously, uh, everybody having the day off Yes, uh, tomorrow. We're going to have a huge slate on Wednesday. Uh, and I guess we're not, you know, I guess it's not a secret anymore. Um, Wednesday was going to be our... Uh, impromptu betcast. Uh, and I was just thinking that now. I was like, why are we keeping this thing a secret? It's like people are going to be able to figure out when it is. Uh, it's going to be Wednesday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so it's not impromptu anymore. It's just uh, unfortunately uh, with the way the schedule works out, obviously we're not having any betcasts on days like Tuesday and Thursday. There are no games. So uh, it is Wednesday night when we are going to have our ex- uh, exclusive uh, Patreon page and uh, YouTube family plan members only betcast. So it'll be 7 p.m. Eastern, not for the entire night. It'll just be for the early games uh, on uh, Wednesday night. But we will be on uh, with you, uh, of course, on uh, Wednesday night and very much uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and of course, a huge Wednesday show at 2 p.m. Eastern to break down the game. So then off on Thursday and we'll be back on Friday and Friday's show. We're moving it up. Uh, it's going to be noon Eastern. Okay, so make sure you you don't tune in at 2 p.m. Eastern and then ask yourself, hey, where, where's the show or why did why does it look like it's finished already? Well, we're moving it up. Friday, there's a ton of day games for Black Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, tons of afternoon games on Friday. So Friday's show will begin at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So basically the normal weekend time slot will be starting the Friday show uh, at that time as well. So uh, excited uh, for this week. It's been uh, obviously, a uh, it's a hectic week coming up, um, with uh, especially Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have the daily show, the BetCast at night. Uh, Friday, of course, we're going to have the earlier show at noon Eastern. We do get the two days off. And uh, when you do this show every day, you welcome the days off every now and then. So we've got that, obviously, for Tuesday and for Thursday. Um, we're going to jump right into this card. I, 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 I'd like to be able to tell you that I want to give – we would like to do the recap, but – I didn't watch a lick of hockey yesterday, honestly, because I was at the Grey Cup all day. So I'm I'm a bad uh, – this is not the day for me to be spewing on and on for 30 minutes about games I didn't even watch uh, yesterday. So uh, we're going to avoid the recap. The only thing I can say is I did see a good portion of the Leafs in the wild uh, on Sunday morning, the game in Sweden, before I left. And uh, definitely when you look at that game, um, just a magical fairy tale ending uh, for William Nylander getting the overtime winner. Another tough loss for the Minnesota Wild. And – uh, you know, we had some thought maybe as they head back to North America following, you know, getting swept in Sweden, that maybe Minnesota would be one of those teams making a coaching change. But the more I read, the more it sounds like it, the more it, it, it's almost got that feel to it that Bill Guerin is going to 
hang by his head coach, at least for a little while longer uh, with uh, Dean Evason, despite the struggles of the team. So uh, we will definitely uh, keep an eye on that, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion anymore uh, that we're going to see a coaching change there in Minnesota. We'll see. Maybe, maybe our initial uh, read on it was correct, but you know, as of right now, things are standing pat. Uh, and uh, obviously for Toronto, uh, they sweep both of their games and William Nylander uh, lives up to his star billing uh, over there in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, two goals, five points uh, in the two games combined. Uh, very, very impressive. Uh, just a brief note about my experience at the Grey Cup. It was it was fun yesterday. It's always great when the Grey Cup is here in Hamilton, my hometown. Uh, the game was outstanding. You couldn't ask for a better uh, game, a more exciting game to decide a champion uh, in a sport with your championship game. You can't ask for better than what we saw with the Montreal Alouettes and Winnipeg Blue Bombers last night. Credit to Cody Fajardo uh, and the Montreal Alouettes uh, for getting the job done in a th- in thrilling fashion. Hey, people were doubting Fajardo all year. Is he going to be able to lead his team to victory in the big playoff games? Game on the line, needing a touchdown. Could he move that team down the field and find a way to make it happen? And he did. He was brilliant. It was the best game of his CFL career. Not even an issue. Not even a debate uh, on that. Uh, outstanding win for the Alouettes. The game was sensational. The weather held up. You know, it was cold, but the wind wasn't as bad. No rain, no snow. So as good as you could ask for in mid-November in these parts. Uh, And then, of course, we saw Green Day, who were terrific at halftime, although it was very nostalgic for me. Uh, Reminded me of all those years in elementary and high school listening to Green Day. So took me back in time. But Green Day did a great job at the halftime show uh, last night. So a a great day, fun experience uh, was had. But that's over now. Back to business. Uh, and We have a Monday card to break down. So let's get to it. We will begin with the Edmonton Oilers and Florida Panthers. Florida minus 115 home favorites. Seven uh, being the uh, total here in this one. Um, not a surprise actually to see a seven. Uh, I did cash a ticket with the Oilers and the Lightning uh, over the total on Saturday. Uh, a wild back and forth affair. And uh, look, Edmonton is going to have these nights, unfortunately, where their defensive issues and their goaltending, I think it was more their defensive issues, can be so glaring, they don't have to give up a ton of shots to give up a bunch of great chances and ultimately goals. And that's exactly what we saw against Tampa Bay. They probably deserve better than losing 6-4 to the uh, Lightning on Saturday. But, you know, you were giving up all kinds of uh, grade-A chances, and every time, you know, Tampa Bay had an opening, uh, they took advantage of it. You know, we saw Struggles on the penalty kill. Tampa's, although they do have an elite power play, they've been outstanding, the Lightning, this year with the man advantage, top three in the league. But Edmonton gives up two power play goals in that game. That's not exactly uh, what you want to see at all. Um, So the three-game win streak snapped. First loss for the Oilers in the Chris Knobloch era. Uh, His first loss since uh, assuming the uh, head coach's role for this team. So we'll see if Edmonton can bounce back from that. They take on a Florida Panthers team that, look, I mean, solid road trip, um, really solid road trip out in California when you look at it because they beat San Jose, which they were supposed to. They beat Anaheim, albeit with that noted, what we thought was a bit of a bad call uh, that kind of screwed Anaheim out of at least getting that game to overtime. Uh, And then they had the 2-1 loss to uh, L.A., which is no shame in that. So 2-1 on the road trip, uh, 5-1 or 6-1 rather in their last seven games overall. Panthers have been really good here on home ice this year at Amarant Bank Arena, as they're calling it now. This fucking arena, man, it's a different name every year. It's ridiculous. I mean, 
goes from uh, something bank arena years ago, then it becomes BB&T Center for a few a year or two, and now it's a, another name, Amaranth Bank Arena. So whatever, uh, FLA Live, that's the location. But 6-1 and one they are in this building uh, on home ice this year. They played very well at home. That, this is that dubious you know, spot where you're back home off being out on the West Coast, you know, from the Pacific time zone back to the East time zone. So it's not exactly a great spot here for the uh, Florida Panthers. I wouldn't want to be back in them in this spot, but do I trust the Edmonton Oilers enough? I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say I do. Uh, I know they got that three-game win streak with Chris Knobloch. Uh, I was one person that said right from the very beginning when Jay Woodcroft got fired, and even before he got fired, knowing that there's a possibility that would happen, the issues aren't coaching with this team. The issues are players being responsible with the puck. The issues are making good reads defensively. And unfortunately, Darnell Nurse and CeCe and some of these defense, they just make bad reads, bad decisions, bad decisions to pinch, coughing up the puck, forwards that don't help on the back check enough. And more than anything else right now, depth scoring, which has been an on and off issue for Edmonton in all these years, starting to happen again, you know, where it's too much of a reliance on Hyman and Kane and Leon and Connor McDavid, you know, and that just can't happen right now. Uh, if this team is going to be, you know, really trying to get their game back on track. So we'll see how this one fares uh, between uh, these two teams. You know, obviously this is the long, the, the three-game road trip. Tricky to tri- t- take Florida in this spot, but don't know if I trust uh, Edmonton fully. So uh, you look at series history between these uh, two teams, and one thing that is worth uh, mentioning here with the uh, Oilers and the uh, Panthers is that the uh, Edmonton Oilers have actually done very well head-to-head against Florida for the last five meetings. Uh, they won both regular season encounters last year uh, against uh, the Florida Panthers. See if they can uh, keep it going here. Mildly in Edmonton, I don't feel overly confident with this group right now, even with Florida in this dubious spot off the California road trip. Uh, but I just lean that way. Uh, I do like the over, no question. We've seen uh, two of the last three meetings go over the to- or hit seven goals between these two teams. But it is worth noting, they hit seven exactly. None of them went above seven goals. So my uh, approach is going to be what Alex B. Smith often does, and that's going to be let's wait for a six and a half, and we'll go from there. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky in net for Florida. Calvin Pickard is going to get his first start this season for the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, uh, since he's been called up. When they sent Jack Campbell down to the American Hockey League, they called up Cal Pickard. Look, it's not like Skinner's playing great. You know, it's not like there's a big, massive difference between any of the Edmonton goaltenders uh, at this point in time. So we'll see what Cal Pickard's made of. Uh, remember, he did see some NHL action a couple of seasons ago with the Red Wings uh, in the uh, minor leagues with Bakersfield. 939 save percentage in four games down there. So pretty good numbers for Calvin Pickard, you know, at the uh, NHL uh, or sorry, at the AHL level. Um, but at the NHL level, he has had a hard time duplicating that. So I am going to look at a live over. Let's see how this game starts. Let's see how Edmonton comes out of the gate, uh, and then we'll make some decisions on what we do from there uh, as far as approaching this game. Uh, when you look at the um, lineup situations, by the way, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, we did point out, and by the way, you know, it's it's scary to bet Connor Brown to score a goal or get a, uh, an assist, a point, whatever the case may be. Uh, just because he's on the top line with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. If anybody saw that game against Tampa Bay on Saturday, Connor Brown's first game back with McDavid on that top line, he had a million chances and just couldn't put a puck in the net. 
And that has always been the problem at times for Connor Brown. Speed to burn, gets himself in position to score goals. Uh, He knows where to go to score goals. But at the end of the day, when he gets those chances, the puck just doesn't go in enough. And that has always been what has held back Connor Brown a little bit for this Edmonton Oilers team. So when you're betting props like him and you see him in a favorable situation like this, where he's undervalued, playing on the top line with McDavid, you love to be able to have confidence backing him. But it's just insane now. Where you know, go back to some of his previous teams. You know, he has the wheels to generate chances and breakaway situations and odd man rushes and high danger chances, and he is just um, below average at finishing off those chances and, and putting them in the net. And that's that's been uh, the issue for him. Uh, the last few years. So I'd love to say, yeah, I probably will bet him again and torture myself watching him get three or four great chances and he'll hit the post, he'll shoot it wide, he'll fan on the shot, he'll just put it right into the goalie's pads. I'll probably uh, rip my hair out in frustration betting another Connor Brown goal prop tonight, but I can't turn down value and value with a guy that's playing on the top line with even with some struggles at times this year, still what we consider the best player in the sport. Uh, in Connor uh, McDavid. So I'm going to come back to the well with uh, Connor Brown and hopefully for crying out loud, one of these great chances he seems to get every single game will finally uh, go in for him. Yeah, it did ruin the bargain bin. We had chances, man. I mean, JT, we had tons of chances uh, in that game uh, to get that prop. Um, Just no finish, you know, all Spanish, no, all, all Spanish, no finish, all English, no finish, whatever you want to call it uh, with uh, Connor Brown. That's exactly what we saw. Uh, on uh, Saturday. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, Obviously the Panthers have their two, um, you know, rocks, uh, if you will, back on the blue line and Ekblad and Montour. That is significant. It should continue to get more and more comfortable uh, as time goes on uh, for this uh, Florida Panthers team. But certainly one thing to point out in terms of their props tonight, uh, Carter Verhage heating up for the Panthers, three goals and six points in the last four games. For them, Anton Lindell, by the way, looks like he'll be centering the top line for Florida tonight between Reinhardt and Verhage. So uh, uh, Anton Lindell getting, you know, a nice top line situation, which means his props are probably uh, worth a look as well. As I look at uh, bet stamp here, Lundell is plus 410 in some spots to score a goal and a very, very nice because he does dish the puck. He's not he's not necessarily doesn't necessarily have a shoot first mentality. He's more than willing to pass the puck and when he's got guys like Reinhardt and Verhage uh, on his line he probably will do that the assist prop for Lundell is a very healthy very generous plus 200 to plus 208 at pinnacle so a really really nice price there uh, as far as the uh, uh, Florida Panthers and Anton Lundell Uh, you know goal prop yes but the assist prop because he's definitely someone that can uh, dish out uh, to his teammates uh, plus 200 really really nice uh, price there with that all right, Boston, Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got the uh, Bruins here, minus 140, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay, 6-4 win, as we mentioned, against Edmonton. Uh, Boston with a 5-2 win against Montreal. Shout out to our good friend of the show, Kyle Bond, who joined us on Saturday. Bruins puck line was his best bet. Uh, that ended up cashing. Uh, nice job by the Bruins. Uh, two straight wins after losing to Montreal last weekend. We'll see if they can carry over that momentum here to this one against Tampa Bay. They've really had a good time of it against Tampa. Six of the last seven meetings, the Bruins have defeated uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll see if they're able to notch another win here uh, in this game. I did uh, look at Boston here uh, in this game, and I got in on them at a 
a little bit better price than what's out there now. It has gone up a little bit, but I did grab a little minus 128 uh, on Boston. Uh, it's up to minus 135, minus 140 in some spots, but I do like the Bs here uh, a little bit in this game. I think when you look at Tampa Bay's last game uh, between these, uh, or last game, uh, did get outplayed, did which was concerning. Um, you know, unfortunately, the good news is for them, they buried their chances against a subpar Edmonton defense. Not going to be as easy here against a Bruins team that is uh, obviously a much better uh, defensive club, just not only overall, but obviously in current form as well. Uh, a Bruins team that now has pretty much their entire blue lineup, aside from Grizzly, healthy again. Derek Forbert's back. Uh, Charlie McAvoy's done serving his suspension. And what I like now, too, is they've had they've seen so much confidence in low Ride Mason Lowry, uh, since he was called up, that he's actually sticking in the lineup, and I think he's earned it. He's been very, very solid. He looks like he's NHL ready uh, on that Boston blue line. Mason Lowry, I've been very, very impressed with what I've seen. Lots of poise uh, in his early uh, it's a tour of duty, if you will, here in the NHL. Uh, Linus Allmark expected in net for Boston. Uh, Jonas Johansson expected for Tampa Bay. Keep in mind, Anthony Sorelli, one of the better two-way centers, defensive centers in the league. Uh, there was some question about whether he'd miss another game. He didn't play against Edmonton uh, on Saturday. He is going to be back. He, which, so that's good news for the Lightning, managing to only miss the one game with that hand injury. So uh, that's definitely good news here for the uh, Lightning going into this game to at least have him back uh, on uh, back in business here on the ice for the uh, – for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in this game, yeah, the draw. I don't. Uh, the draw, by the way, I should point out with the draw. The draw has cashed in two of the last four meetings. You know, we have seen relatively close games between these two teams, so I don't mind a sprinkle on the draw. But I do think Boston can get the job done here. Don't lay road chalk very often, uh, but I am doing that here in this game with Boston at around uh, minus one thirty. Again, up to minus one forty now as well. Uh, with the Bruins here uh, in this one. And then as far as uh, player props uh, for this game, if you look at the way the uh, lineup shakes out, Pavel Zaka, man, just continues to be in a groove and a great rhythm. Uh, he's been terrific lately, uh, not only offensively, but in his own end as well. I believe this guy is on some kind of huge point streak where he's got something like uh, points in 10 of the last 11 games uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. So Zaka has been absolutely outstanding. He's the clear choice for me if I'm going to uh, – target and zero in on one Boston prop in this game. And then on the uh, Tampa Bay side of the equation, uh, you look at how their lineup shakes out tonight. Um, you know, Hagel's been very good lately. Uh, you know, Nick Paul uh, on the uh, second line uh, has been uh, noticeable uh, for them as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but, uh, you know, keep an eye on those two players. Those would be the ones I would look at, you know, point Kucherov and Stamkos. They're always threats, make no mistake about it, but, uh, I think when you look at it, the value for me personally is greater with the likes of a uh, Nick Paul or the likes of a uh, Brandon Hagel right now for uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, Colorado Nashville. Uh, we've got the uh, Colorado Avalanche minus one sixty road favorite, six and a half the total in this game. What a job by Colorado! And uh, look, I wasn't thrilled with what I was seeing because I like Dallas on Saturday night, but I do have to give the Avalanche credit. Three nothing. There was nothing going their way. Then all of a sudden, Dallas gets into penalty trouble late second period. And, you know, you open the door like that if you're if you're Dallas and you give, you know, what can still be a very dangerous team uh, a, a life when they didn't have one. Uh, that's exactly what can happen. Bang, bang, Colorado with two goals late in the second. And that's when you could sense it. The momentum was swinging in that game. 
and the Avalanche uh, roared back from that three nothing deficit, scored six unanswered to win six to three in Dallas on uh, Saturday night. Uh, that's now their third straight win. And I'm telling you what, this Colorado team is this the run, the start of a run that we know they can be capable of. Maybe it is because Jared Bednar, I think the last three games we have during this win streak, we have seen him settle on line combinations that he is comfortable with that are clicking right now. I mean, Big Val Nachushkin, Nate McKinnon, and Miko Rantanen are clicking, and that is putting it mildly right now, uh, no question. Uh, they have been absolutely terrific uh, since Bednar put them together recently. Drew Ant with Johansson and Tatar has been a nice line. I'll tell you what's been a really good line, that third line, and they've been offensively very noticeable lately too. Ross Colton centering the third line with Miles Wood and Logan O'Connor. Ross Colton's on a three-game goal streak, man. This is a good under, you know what this guy is capable of offensively. We remember him in Tampa Bay where this guy, like Ross Colton could, you know, all of a sudden pop up and be able to go on this little heater, scoring goals and piling up assists, piling up points. And, you know, he may be about to do that right now for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So uh, Ross Colton, you know, with the three, with goals in three straight games uh, for this team, I think very, very good live undervalued uh, goal prop option for Colorado uh, going into this game tonight. Uh, it looks like Josh Manson uh, who uh, missed the last three games. Uh, he is uh Still doubtful tonight with the upper body injury. They do miss him. But again, Colorado is one of those teams that has just so much great quality depth on the blue line. You know, Jack Johnson, Gerard, Byram, McCarr, Taves. You know, they get a Caleb Jones to, to step in, who's played a bunch of games in the NHL. So they've got the, the depth to withstand those kind of uh, injuries on the back end. Um, but yeah, Colorado's starting to roll right now. Nashville off a win against Chicago 4-2 uh, on Saturday. Uh, that snapped a four-game losing streak. Of course, these two teams have history uh, with one another, going back to the playoffs last year, uh, where the uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche ended up uh, winning in five uh, games uh, against the uh, Predators. Uh, actually, not last year. It was two years ago, I should say, in the uh, playoffs. Um, yeah, two years ago in the playoffs, Nashville took out or Colorado took out Nashville in five. Last year, Colorado won all four regular season meetings uh, against the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, 5-3, 3-1, 3-2, and 4-3 uh, were the final scores uh, in those games. So we'll see how this one fares. Uh, I ain't stepping in front of Colorado. I don't love the price enough, though. Maybe if I were to look at Colorado, I'd be interested more in team total. You know, the one thing about the Predators and, de- and there is that their defensive game, you know, uh, at times has looked a little erratic. You know, they gave up a seven spot at home to Arizona, uh, six goals allowed to Winnipeg, four to Calgary, uh, so there's been some uh, noticeable drop off at times in this team's uh, structure uh, defensively, and that might be trouble against Colorado. So if I were to bet anything here, it'd be maybe a look at the Colorado team total. You're getting a good price on it over three and a half plus a hundred uh, here uh, in this game, but uh, definitely interesting to see how it goes. But uh, I, if, like I say, why would you take Colorado minus 160 when good chance if they win the game, they're going to score at least four, take that over three and a half plus a hundred. Uh, instead. And as far as prop scope, uh, we're going to stick to the s- script here. Big Val Nachushkin, uh for Colorado. He's been lighting it up since being on that top line. Uh, five goals for him in the last five games. Uh, stick with him. Ross Colton as well. Got to t- take him at that price. Uh, you know, given the three game goal streak he is on, uh, he has been producing from that third line center spot for the 
uh, Avalanche and Ross Colton plus 375. Still getting a really nice price there for him uh, to find the uh, back of the net. And then for Nashville, um, because Georgiev is going to be in net for them tonight, Georgiev and Soros uh, have been confirmed as the uh, goaltenders tonight. You know, I, I would look at a couple of uh, players for them because they are offensively capable. Uh, a guy that's streaky, and I could see him maybe starting to get things going a little bit for uh, Nashville is Gus Nyquist, the veteran. He's actually on a four-game point streak and got one of their goals against uh, Chicago uh, the other night. Can be a bit of a streaky uh, score. So it, when you see signs of someone that's pretty streaky starting to heat up, that might be something you want to run with a little bit. So uh, maybe you look at a Gus Nyquist uh, prop option here for the uh, Nashville Predators tonight uh, in this one. All right, uh, next up, we continue along. We've got the uh, New York Rangers and the Dallas Stars. Uh, Dallas minus 130, minus 135 home favorites. Uh, five and a half, six the total, although most books have six here as far as the total in this game. Let's see what kind of response. That that was jarring to see Dallas. Now, I know Colorado's a heck of a team. We know that. But that's not like Dallas to be that, you know, bad as far as closing out games and blowing leads. You don't expect that from the Dallas Stars. I don't care who you're who they're playing. Uh, so that was um, a little surprising. Uh, and a 3 nothing lead disappears the other night against Colorado, and they lose 6-3. to Just an absolutely horrendous third period. Uh, for the Dallas Stars. So you know they want to bounce back from that. But they got to do so against this absolutely red-hot New York Rangers team. I mean, this has been impressive. Now, we talked about how, you know, Peter Laviolette first year when he takes over a team, it's it seems like this automatic success, instant success. Uh, he automatically improves the fortunes of the team. And uh, I expected, you know, that they probably would get off to a solid start. I did not think 12-3, and three, though. This is very impressive uh, from the New York Rangers right now, uh, the way they're playing. And look, if they're going to score, start scoring five goals, you know, like they did to beat the New Jersey Devils, you know, on Saturday night, uh, that's definitely going to make them even more dangerous uh, moving forward because we know they can, we know they can shut you down. We know they can limit goals against. We know they've got uh, one of the best goalies uh, in hockey, uh, in Igor Shosturkin. If they're going to be able to get their offense going. Look out, and you look at the last five games for the New York Rangers, four-plus in each game, five straight with at least four goals for the New York Rangers. So that's very impressive to me uh, going into this one against uh, Dallas. Again, Dallas, three straight overs coming into this game. I think you got to ride over here in this game. There's a five-and-a-half at DraftKings shaded to the over at minus 122. I'm picking that number off right now uh, and looking over the total at five-and-a-half. I know – these two teams are capable of two to one, three to one hockey. No question. The Rangers have gone four of the last five over. The Dallas Stars, you know, three straight overs. And if you actually look at head to head series history between these two teams, uh, we've seen four of the last six go over. And we've seen three consecutive games in Big D between the Rangers and Stars go over the total with finals of six, three, seven, four, and four, two uh, between these two teams. So, you know, there's going to, these are two teams that are capable of playing two different ways. They can find ways to win a 4-3-5-4 game, and they can just as easily win a 2-1-3-1-3-2 tight, lower-scoring affair. Both of these teams are capable uh, of winning both ways. But I'm going to look at five-and-a-half here. And most books have six. Shop around. DraftKings, a couple others have five-and-a-half. I'm going to grab that five-and-a-half uh, with Ranger Stars over 
uh, five and a half minus 122. I'm also going to grab the draw here in this game. I, I do feel this is a pretty competitive game. There was 2-1 Rangers in overtime last year uh, when these teams met at Madison Square Garden, the last meeting between these two teams. Uh, you know, we've seen some pretty uh, competitive games from both of them of late. The Rangers have gone past regulation in four of their last 10 games. Uh, the Dallas Stars, I think, in a game like this, it'll be pretty tight. So I, I like the draw a little bit here. Again, go to FanDuel if you're going to bet the draw. Uh, and that is simply because it's the best prices I've seen anywhere as far as betting the draw uh, available right now at FanDuel. So uh, you can find the Rangers Stars draw uh, there at uh, plus. Uh, it's a very good price, actually. Plus 350. Uh, definitely liking that. And then as far as props go uh, in this game, Matt Duchesne did have his goal streak. Uh, snapped the other night against uh, Colorado. We'll see if uh, he can uh, get back uh, on the uh, score sheet, but he had been rolling lately for the uh, Dallas Stars, no question about that. Uh, on the uh, New York Rangers side of the equation, uh, they've been getting a lot of different contributors uh, as of late, helping them out offensively, and that's why they're scoring a bunch of goals. It's not all just, you know, Kreider uh, and Zibanejad every night. Uh, they're getting, uh, you know, a bunch of different players stepping up. That young kid, Will Cooley, has stepped up. Lafreniere's had a bounce-back year uh, for the New York Rangers. Vinny Trocek uh, has been stepping up and in uh, offensively. Uh, Panarin's been absolutely terrific uh, of late. If you look at Panarin, he is in one of those zones right now. Uh, Ten points in the last five games, and he has five goals uh, in the last five games as well. An absolute heater for the bread man right now. Uh, Artemi Panarin for the Rangers. So uh, you might want to just keep it simple tonight. I know we always, I always preach look for value with these props, but uh, hard to ignore plus 185 to score and plus or minus 140 for him to get an assist. Just any kind of point prop right now uh, for, and you know what? Look, this is a guy that's got two points in five straight games. Why not a little sprinkle on over one and a half points? which you can get up upwards of plus 160 at BetMGM, plus 165 at DraftKings, over one and a half points for uh, Artemi Panarin. So that might be worth a look. Now he is playing, obviously, a, a team that is capable defensively. But again, it's a team that's going to be without Jake Ottinger tonight. Scott Wedgwood confirmed as the uh, starting netminder for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight. Shesterkin for the Rangers and Scott Wedgwood here for uh, the uh, Dallas Stars in this one. Although... You know, Wedgwood has performed probably a little bit better, I would say, uh, than I would have expected coming into the year. He is 3-1 and one, uh, in his four starts, 3.01 goals against, 9.17 save percentage. Um, so he's capable of coming in there and playing a good game, you know, periodically. Obviously, though, you still have to give Shesterkin, uh the edge as far as in between the pipes. So for me, over 5.5 at the, at the discounted number at DraftKings, a little bit on the draw. And like I said, maybe we look Panarin props for the Rangers, and we probably would look at Duchesne, maybe a little Wyatt Johnston and or uh, Mason Marchment as well on the uh, Dallas Stars side uh, of the equation. All right, next game, we've got the uh, Los Angeles Kings and Arizona Coyotes, uh, LA minus 150 uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. The LA Kings and their road warrior mentality, I guess you could say, is going to be put to the test here. We know that the LA Kings this season have played their best hockey away from home. Uh, that goes, uh, that's for sure. They've been absolutely terrific uh, away from uh, Los Angeles, uh, undefeated on the season at uh, seven and zero uh, on the road. Although one of their previous road wins was right here uh, in Arizona, 
uh, earlier this season. And it was a game where they actually started off horrendous, horrendous in that game. They got down four. It was actually Phoenix Copley started horrendous. They were down 4-1 after the first period. And then the Kings rallied back with four unanswered goals to beat Arizona here at Mullet Arena 5-4 uh, earlier uh, this season. Um, I don't think they're going to get off to that sl- same slow start here tonight uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, that being said, you know, Phoenix Copley's in net for the uh, Kings. Connor Ingram is in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in this game. Now, I, I badly want to take the over in this game. Badly. Badly want to take the over. Connor Ingram is not playing as well lately. Yeah, You can see it. Is is quality of play has gone back down just a little bit. You know, he gave up the five goals uh, to uh, Nashville recently, three goals to Seattle. Uh, not nearly as good as he was earlier in the season. Win-loss record is good, six and one, but hasn't been quite as sharp the last couple starts. Uh, and by the way, they have a lot of uh, injuries at the center ice position and a couple on D as well. Yusuf Valamaki is the latest one who's out tonight for Arizona on the back end. So a little short-handed on the blue line, the Coyotes tonight. But then you look at Phoenix Copley, and that's a part of the reason why I want to bet this game over the total. Has he had a good start this year? He has not. You know, five goals. He was lit up by Carolina in the first week of the season. Three goals allowed to Arizona. That's when he, uh, in L.A. against Arizona, faced them again the very next game in Arizona. And that's the game he got pulled. He gave up three goals on six shots to the Coyotes. That's the game they were down 4-1, and they came back and they won. Uh, 5-4. And then in his most recent start, Copley, again, subpar is the way he performed. Giving up four goals on just 20 shots uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in that 4-3 loss. Remember that game where LA was coming back home off that road trip? So, you know, this is definitely not a goalie I have a boatload of confidence in right now. So, and it's certainly not a price I like with the Kings with him in net. On the road, they've been good. On the road, they've tightened it up defensively, though. And that's my hesitancy with the over. I think with the way the goalie matchup is, with what we've seen in the two meetings this year between these two teams, 6-3, 5-4, final scores uh, back in October with these two teams, both games go over the total. Over or nothing for me, for sure. But the LA Kings have played tight, and they've played good structure defensively on the road consistently all year. You know, and... Uh, and it's funny because uh, that's, I believe, the one game on the road that did go over the total was that uh, L.A. Arizona game here at Mullet Arena. I think every other Kings road game this year stayed under the total. So my hesitancy with the over was that they've been tight defensively. They've been winning games in low scoring fashion on the road. The game's been trending under for the Kings on the road. But the one road game for the Kings that did go over the total was when they faced this Arizona Coyotes team at Mullet Arena last month. So I think that's the deal breaker for me, that I can have the faith in this game, possibly seeing seven or more goals. So that's what I'm going to go with here, over six and a half. Um, Yes, they've been good defensively on the road, but again, with Copley and net, with the Kings and the Coyotes meeting already twice this year, and we saw goals, goals galore uh, in both of those meetings. So I'm going to roll with it here, over six and a half, minus 120, with the uh, Kings and the uh, Coyotes. And uh, the, yeah, the chat is onto it. 100% true about uh, Kevin Fiala. I mean, stupid hot uh, right now. Stupid on fire uh, is Kevin Fiala uh, right now for the uh, LA Kings. There's no question about that. 
Uh, he's on a, a great point streak of two, four, three, four, five points the last five games. Goals in three of the last four games. Definitely wouldn't talk anyone uh, out of uh, Kevin Fiala. He's done damage against the Coyotes indeed. Uh, so everything our guy Cuban is saying in the chat, 100%, uh, hard to ignore that. Sean Dursey against his old team is really, is, it's proven. Two games, I think he's been shooting the puck more against uh, L.A., uh, he definitely wants to have big games when he plays the LA Kings now that he's a member of Arizona. He's on a three-game, uh, actually not a three-game point streak. He did have a three-game point streak snapped against Winnipeg, but he has four points in the last four games for Arizona. Uh, he does have five goals on the season. I believe when he faced LA uh, in Arizona here at Mullet, he did score against them as well. So Sean Dursey, man, this is just one of those spots where I find he's he wants to do some damage when he plays the LA Kings. And it wouldn't shock me to see that here tonight from him uh, in this game. Lawson Krause, we've, uh, we've talked a lot about him as well. He's worth a look. He's played well lately. And then also for the LA Kings, you know, Quinton Byfield, finally we saw him uh, get the back, find the back of the net uh, against St. Louis in the 5-1 win. There's no reason he sh can't score more than the three goals he's got so far this season when you're playing on the top line with the players that he's playing with, Andre Kopitar, and Adrian Kempe uh, on that top line. So uh, I definitely uh, like that uh, situation here for uh, – I'm seeing Phoenix Copley here. Uh, someone's telling me in the chat that Talbot's the, the goalie tonight. Uh, I'm using Rotowire, unless Rotowire screwed up here. Let me just uh, take a look because uh, I'll, I'll use another couple sites and we will see uh, what we can find here. But um, that does change things a little bit. I will admit uh, if it's uh, Cam Talbot tonight – uh, that definitely does uh, change things just uh, a little bit. Let me just uh, take a look here as far as um, the goaltending situation. We do want to make sure we get it right. No, he's the starter, Phoenix Copley. I'm seeing it. Uh, someone that reports on the Kings. Yep, Phoenix Copley first off the ice, expecting him to be the starter against the Coyotes. Yep, yep, it's Copley. Uh, so, yeah, it's Copley. Uh, it looks like it. So, um, Copley is what we're thinking right now. And if it's Copley, that's definitely going to – Cement my opinion and my stance on this game, and that's over six and a half. All right, San Jose and Vancouver. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Vancouver Canucks, minus 380, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. I mean, obviously, we don't mind ever fading San Jose, but you're already seeing that the prices now, it's just, it's difficult. It's hard. Hard to really find, you know, pathways to, pathways of value, I should say to fade this San Jose team, unless you're going to go with a ton of alternative team totals and alternative puck lines, you know, on the opponent, you know, it is difficult to find that betting value in these numbers anymore already just a month into the season betting against uh, the San Jose Sharks. So, um, obviously now look, Vancouver, here's the thing with Vancouver. Okay. We know they, they, they are there. We, we think, and we know they're a pretty good hockey team. We're, we're pretty confident in saying that. But we know they're going to go through a rough patch at some point. You're just you're not going to be able to sustain this win percentage and this win clip that they've uh, put together here in the first month of the season. Are we starting to see signs of that here for Vancouver? The last two games, they lose to Seattle 4-3 at home. Uh, they lose to Calgary uh, the game before that. You know, there's going to be a, a rough patch. There's going to be a bump in the road for the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, all 32 teams don't just, you know, breeze through the entire season without a little uh, rut and a little skid, you know, at some point. So, um, you know, is Vancouver going to hit that? Now, Vancouver, I don't know if tonight's the night we're going to 
know that get the answer to that because you know you could uh you could really be in a tailspin right now if you're vancouver and you could probably still maybe thump this san jose team and it's not like vancouver has had any issues beating san jose it's been domination it's been ownage ownage uh, is the word 10 straight victories for the vancouver canucks over the san jose sharks and especially the last few games they've been beatdowns absolute utter beatdowns uh the last three meetings between these two teams dating back to last december 6-2 in vancouver for for the canucks over the sharks 7-2 for vancouver uh over the san jose sharks last march and then we know what happened just uh, a few weeks ago in early november uh just an absolute bludgeoning uh 10 to 1 right here uh 10 to 1 in san jose uh in favor of the uh, vancouver canucks so you know I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not betting San Jose. Uh, what I am going to bet for sure in this game is over six and a half. I mean that. I feel Vancouver's going to probably do damage. Probably have a chance to come close to, if not eclipse this total all by themselves uh, here tonight. Um, the question is, can San Jose contribute here a little bit in this game? If you actually look at San Jose, you know they have scored eight goals in the last three games or the last two games. Uh, against Florida and St. Louis, eight goals. So an average of four goals in those two games. I mean, finally a sign of a pulse offensively for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, they're still not a very good uh, defensive team. We know they still have one of the absolute worst goaltending duos in the NHL between Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen for this team. Um, but to me, the safe play here is definitely just full game total. Zero in on that over six and a half. And whether it's, you know, 7-2 Vancouver, whether even if it's close, then it's, you know, 4-3 Vancouver. You know, you're going to get that over. Uh, and I think definitely you're going to see the uh, Canucks. And by the way, the Canucks uh, bemoan the fact that the loss to Seattle, they weren't as sharp offensively. And, you know, and they still ended up scoring three goals. But you're right, their offense wasn't clicking. Their power play, which has been electrifying this year, went over for 2 uh, against Seattle. And yet, even with the 4-3 loss and Tockett and some of the players, uh, Quinn Hughes after the sandwich passes weren't clicking. Our offense just wasn't in sync, just wasn't very sharp. And you have nights like that. The puck doesn't settle down for you. You're not making tape-to-tape passes, and it hinders your offense because this is a read-and-react sport. And if pucks are hopping off sticks, you know, it, you're not going to be in a position to catch the defense flat-footed and and, and take a shot and execute your play offensively, you know, if that's happening. And I think we saw some of that from Vancouver against Seattle. It's just one of those nights where they're, they're passing and their timing uh, and their spacing, all of that just was off a little bit. Uh, and yet that game still ended up going over the total and Vancouver has gone over in five straight games uh, going into this one. So I, that for me, it's just, you know, keep it simple over six and a half. If you want to take Vancouver, some alt team totals and, alternative puck line bets because they have just destroyed San Jose uh, repeatedly. Uh, I wouldn't talk you out of it. I mean, we have seen the last three meetings. You add up the scores cumulatively of the last three games between these two teams, and it would be 23 uh, to 5 in favor of the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver Canucks 23, San Jose Sharks 5 in the last three meetings collectively uh, between these two teams. So, uh like I say, you can take a shot with that. I wouldn't talk you out of it. For me, though, I'm just going to stick to over six and a half here. I feel good about that. Uh, by the way, as far as goaltenders tonight uh, in this game, 
uh, Thatcher Demko for Vancouver, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood uh, in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And I want to point out the injury that Vancouver's got with Carson Soucy. This guy was out six to eight weeks. You know, without him, they've, they're one and two without him. Okay, they're one and two without him. And I don't think they were great defensively, quite honestly, in any of those games without Carson Soucy. I don't think they were as good defensively against Seattle. They lost. They gave up four. They weren't as good defensively against Calgary. They lost. They gave up five. The Islander game, you know, they got behind early in that game. So that is a huge defensive cog. You know, they've got obviously the defenseman that can move the puck. And Quinn Hughes has gotten a lot better defensively. But Carson Soucy is one of those guys. They brought him in there to be that sound, well-positioned, good in his own zone, you know, reads the play well defenseman. And without him, we have seen Vancouver a little bit weaker at the back end as far as defensive ability is concerned. So I definitely wanted to make mention of that because to me, watching it, I've noticed it with Vancouver with no Susie, and I've and the stats and the numbers bear it out. They've given up a few more shots. They've given up some more high danger chances and looks uh, without Carson Susie. So that is definitely someone they miss. So over six and a half, yeah, JT Miller. I mean. Uh, JT Miller, Pedersen, and Besser. You can recycle these three guys. And especially if you think Vancouver's in a good spot and they're going to win and they're going to score goals. I mean, you have to start and end all your player prop looks with Vancouver on those three guys and Hughes. Quinn Hughes on the back end. Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen, uh, Brock Besser, and of course the the red hot JT Miller uh, right now for them. And a little Phil Ronick too. Phil Ronick with the with the goal with the assist props especially or the point props, uh, he's been uh, popping those in like Pez dispensers right now uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So you know you can build this little you know group of go-to players that you can bet props with for Vancouver because it seems like all season long when they win games and they score have these games where they score four, five, six, seven goals and tonight certainly is a possibility they could score that many given their history uh, against San Jose. That's who you build it around. Besser, Miller, Pedersen, uh, Hughes, maybe a little Mikheyev as well, you know, who continues to be, um, you know, undervalued in my opinion, as long as he stays up for Rick Tockett on that number one line for the Vancouver Canucks alongside um, Pedersen and Kuzmenko right now for them. So lots of good uh, options there as far as the uh, Canucks in a game where, you know, if history dictates what happens tonight, Probably going to be able to score some goals in this one. All right, final game of this uh, Monday card. Calgary Flames, Seattle, Kraken. Uh, we've got Seattle minus 115 home favorites. Uh, six shaded to the over in this game uh, between these two teams. Very interesting game. It's two teams that are trying to get on some kind of run, you know, get on a little hot streak. And teams that, you know, I keep thinking they're about to show signs that maybe they have it in them. Calgary certainly has shown that the last uh, couple of games. Now, it's funny is that they're just starting to win a few hockey games in a row here at Calgary uh, all of a sudden. Uh, and just as they're starting to win some of these games, they're probably about to pull the trigger, Craig Conroy, on some of these trades involving their defensemen. Hannafin's not safe. Tanev's not safe. Zadorov's not safe. We know those three guys in particular have been just uh, in endless trade chatter and trade rumors uh, for the last several weeks. So it's just funny that, you know, you start to see Calgary, uh, you know, putting a couple of wins together now. Uh, and, um, you know, now all of a sudden they might be right back to just uh, trading away, you know, a, a quarter, if not, you know, half of their defensemen 
uh, right now with what we're seeing. So I think when you look at this game here, uh, Calgary started to play a little bit better, though that was a setback against the Islanders, um, an Islanders team that was struggling, and you lose 5-4 in a shootout uh, on Saturday night. See if they can bounce back from that here. Uh, Calgary has definitely dominated this series since the Seattle Kraken joined the NHL. Uh, these teams have played each other uh, eight times. Flames are 7-1. and one in the eight head-to-head meetings against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Seattle's won two in a row. They beat the Islanders in a shootout at home. I was on Seattle in that game. Um, Then they played Vancouver, and I got to give Seattle credit. They played with great, and I know Alex pointed this out on Twitter, uh, on X, I should say, great great energy. There was just a lot better execution. I thought they carried the play uh, more, and I thought they did as good a defensive job against a very good Vancouver team as you could ask for. Very good, strong, positive signs from Dave Haxtall's Seattle Kraken team, I thought, on Saturday night uh, in that victory against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So it's probably going to be a pass for me. I wish I could give you something on this, but I think it's sit back and let's see which teams can start to build some momentum. What I'm probably going to do is if whoever wins this game might look to back them next game because it might be a sign that, hey, a heater's coming up. You know, if Calgary wins this game, that's going to be three of the last four they've won. If Seattle wins this game, that's going to be three straight that they've won. So for me, this is going to be a spot where I'm looking at probably backing whoever wins this game in the next game. Tonight's game, though, is pretty tough. It's at right where it should be as far as the pricing is concerned. Pick them. That's what I consider this game. Uh, pick them. So having these two teams priced around even money is exactly the way I would go about it here with the uh, Flames uh, and the uh, Kraken in this game. Uh, nothing much for me. Now, I do want to point out four of the last five meetings have gone uh, over the total. Uh, with these two teams. Three straight have gone uh, over the total for Seattle, and uh, two straight have gone over for Calgary uh, going into uh, this game. We'll see if that continues here. I know that um, based on the first period overs that Alex has had with Calgary, I know they've been kind of trending that way. The Flames have had some first period overs, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know why, because there's a lot of things that point out we should be looking over the total in this game, and Maybe we should at six, and it's Dan Vladar in net, by the way, tonight for the Calgary Flames. Philip Grubauer confirmed in net for Seattle. I mean, Dan Vladar's had a tough time. Darth Vladar, uh, his lightsaber is uh, on the fritz right now uh, for the uh, <laughs> for the Calgary Flames. Uh, 3.92 goals against average, 858 save percentage. And look, we know Jake Markstrom's had his struggles more so last year, two years ago. I think he's been better this year, Markstrom, but... Uh, it's kind of gone the other way, where last year, early in the season, Markstrom was struggling and Vladar was playing better. And now this year, Markstrom's playing you know, a little bit better for the uh, Flames, and now it's Dan Vladar's really had a tough time fighting the puck a little bit. You don't love those numbers at all. 3.92 goals against, 8.58 save percentage uh, for uh, Vladar uh, going into this game tonight. So uh, that might get me to nudge, my, nudge me a little bit more in the direction of the over here. Uh, as far as this uh, game is concerned. And it is only six. It's not six and a half. So I I might get there with Calgary-Seattle over six minus uh, 120 uh, here in this game. Uh, That's about it. Nothing on the side. But as far as props go uh, for this game, you know, there are a couple of opportunities. Jordan Eberle, someone that has been uh, on the Seattle top line recently but hasn't really produced until the other night. He finally got on the board playing with Beneers and McCann. Sometimes when one goal goes in, it starts to get the confidence flowing in your veins again. So it wouldn't shock me to see Jordan Eberle be 
you know, a solid look as far as player props for the uh, Kraken uh, tonight in this game. You know, on the Calgary side of the equation, Connor Zary, you know, is going to be up with Lindholm and Mangiapane tonight uh, on the uh, top line. So Ryan Uska continues to have great confidence in him, and why not? This guy has had nine games with the Calgary Flames, and he has eight points already in those nine games, including three goals, and he has only failed to hit the score sheet in two of those nine games. So uh, no question it's been a nice run for uh, Connor Zary for the uh, Calgary Flames. I'll tell you someone else that's really stepped up and I've taken notice of, and he's now on the second line for them. Anything is possible with Martin Pospisil uh, right now for them. Scored against the Islanders. He has points in four of the last five games for the Calgary Flames coming into this one. Martin Pospisil might be someone to really take a shot with here as far as player props go. Second line, getting those minutes, getting that opportunity. Plus 450 is to score a goal tonight. And we just saw him obviously find the back of the net the other night against the Islanders. So definitely some good uh, player prop value in that game as well. Uh, Tolvanen I don't mind either, says Cuban. Uh, I don't mind that either with uh, Ellie Tolvanen uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. But definitely Eberle for Seattle and a combination of both Zary and uh, Pospisil uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. Definitely, I think both of those could be worth a look as far as Flames player props in that late night matchup in the Emerald City uh, against the Seattle Kraken. All right, great stuff. That is your Monday uh, NHL card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, a reminder, if you're not a member of the uh, Ice Guys family plan, the YouTube channel membership, it's just $9.99 US per month. The Daily Ice Guys show betting card, player props, Alex B. Smith's live wagers, and bonus content and features, including our bonus impromptu betcast. Well, it's not impromptu anymore, but come on. I mean, it's it, it, we knew it, we we knew it wasn't going to be tonight, so uh, might as well just say when it was. It's going to be Wednesday, seven p.m. Eastern time, uh, right the eve of Thanksgiving, if you will, in the United States for that huge Wednesday night card. We'll be on for probably two and a half to three hours for the early games uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, it won't be for the full night, but definitely for the early games. So we're looking forward to Wednesday night and uh, Ice Guys members only uh, betcast. So again, priority, uh, and it's only going to be visible, the betcast link to those that are YouTube channel members. Uh, you're only going to be able to participate and join us on the betcast as well. If you're a YouTube uh, channel member uh, with the family plan or a Patreon page member. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, on Wednesday night with that uh, that cast. And of course, the rest of the week, no show tomorrow. Back on Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, BetCast Wednesday night, no show on Thursday. And then we have our Friday show, which will be at our, on our starting at our weekend normal time, which is noon Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Central on Friday. So we're moving the Friday show up to noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on uh, Friday. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and it'll be uh, a very, very good uh Decision, I think, to move that show up on Friday because we've just got a shit ton of Black Friday afternoon hockey uh, coming up, and we're very much uh, looking forward to that uh, coming up uh, with the um, Friday card. So, again, no show tomorrow. Um, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and the BetCast Wednesday night. Nothing Thursday, and then Friday at noon Eastern, and then, of course, Saturday, Sunday, both days noon Eastern, uh, as always. Uh, all right, right. Um, good stuff. Um if you're asking uh, me, uh, how can we get your NBA picks? Uh, NBA, um, that's Dub Club. Uh, it's, I post it uh, every day. I update the numbers and the results, and I post the link to the Dub Club subscription. Dub Club subscription is very, very simple. If you subscribe at Dub Club, 
the link is on my ex Twitter profile. Um, that's every wager in every sport. And you can see it's, it's heavy duty. It's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of bets, especially when you handicap all the sports I do. Um, so definitely look at uh, that's a dub club. So, and again, it's just for that, it's $75 a month. U S very, very reasonable. Believe me, it's reasonable. I'm still seeing people going, and this is now and going back 10 years when I started in this business, they charge 500 bucks for one month, all sports 500. I saw it or 399 or 299, but yeah, it would be some people would charge that much for one month, all sports. I don't do that because the key for me with that is you want to make it reasonable for the average better where, yeah, you want obviously, you know, to charge for the work and the time you put in, but you also want to make it reasonable for them. So the average better, the smaller scale better can, you know, bet some bet the picks and profit from them and not be crushed by the service fees, you know, where it's much harder to not get crushed by the service fees when there's services out there that charge 400 bucks a month, you know, or 300 bucks a month for all sports. So that's the issue uh, with uh, that I have with the people that charge that much. I mean, you're just you're just absolutely crushing the smaller scale better. The person that's betting twenty dollars or fifty dollars or a hundred dollars a game, you know, they can they can't deal with that. So, uh, you know, that that's why that we keep it reasonable seventy five. And to be honest with you, I have a huge clientele uh, and like over two hundred subscribers right now at Dub Club. So I don't need to charge like a shit ton. You know, we keep I've got enough customers, clients, subscribers, followers, whatever you want to call it. We can keep the prices reasonable and go from there. Uh, and it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, and especially considering that for $75 a month, all sports, you get, you know, NFL, college football, NHL, NBA, college basketball. Look, there's all kinds of college basketball. I'm watching college basketball right now. Two, two games in front of me right now. You got like day and night college basketball every day this week uh, for Thanksgiving week. So Believe me, lots and lots of action. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Lack of lack of uh, embedding activity uh, as far as uh, my uh, Dub Club subscription. So uh, that's that. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us here on this show. And we've got a great week of shows coming up here on the Ice Guys. And shout out, there he is, Alex B. Smith's in the chat. I know he was not feeling the best today, but glad he could make it onto the chat uh, to say hello. Uh, let's get to it. Bargain bin special of the night. And I'm going back to a, a player that I already mentioned. Uh, and these are what you look for. You're going to find these every now and then where just someone all of a sudden gets a little bit rolling, gets on a goal scoring streak, and you can cash in at prices because that are great because the odds makers don't react to it quickly enough. And tonight we're going to do that in Music City. We're going to take Ross Colton for the Colorado Avalanche plus 375 at Bet Rivers uh, to score a goal tonight. Again, he plays on the third line with Miles Wood and Logan O'Connor on this Avalanche team. But Ross Colton is heating up before our very eyes. And we know from his Tampa days what he's capable of doing. He has scored goals in three straight games uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. So really solid value here. Ross Colton, Colorado Avalanche, plus 375 uh, at Bet Rivers. Uh, that is going to be my uh, bargain bin special of the night. For this Monday card, uh, Alex B. Smith, he also has a bargain bin special, and he is going to go with Igor Sharon Govich of the Calgary Flames, plus 475. How about that uh, for a bargain bin special? Uh, Igor Sharon Govich uh, of the Calgary Flames. We've mentioned him before uh, on this show that he's a skilled player, and um, he is someone that um, 
we think is more capable offensively than he has shown uh, so far this season. He did find the back of the net against the Islanders uh, on Saturday night. Does that get a, a talented, skilled player going? We'll see. But Alex thinks maybe it can get him going because Alex likes his uh, bargain bin tonight. Igor Sharangovich, plus 475 uh, for the Calgary Flames for his bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, best bets. Uh, Alex's best bet, Bruins in regulation, plus 105 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Boston Bruins in regulation, plus 105 for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet for this Monday card. My best bet, let's go with San Jose, Vancouver, uh, over six and a half, minus 105. I think this game has seven goals. Now, how we get to seven goals could be a bunch of different ways. Maybe Vancouver gets this total all by themselves. And believe me, given the recent history against San Jose, that's very possible. Um, but I think Vancouver gets four or five minimum. You can get, you know, two, maybe three for San Jose. Again, San Jose has scored an average of four goals per game in the last two games. You know, they scored the three spot against Florida, five against St. Louis. So a little sign of life from the Sharks the last couple of games. But series history has been uh, lopsided toward the over. Uh, that is what we'll go with for best bet tonight. San Jose, Vancouver, over six and a half uh, for my best bet for this Monday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live this week, just Tuesday, not Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday this week. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Friday, noon Eastern, and then Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Again, we're off tomorrow. Don't be going on this channel looking for the show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. No games tomorrow in the NHL. Same with Thursday for U.S. Thanksgiving. No show, no games either of those two days. So make sure you're aware of that. We're back with you Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for the next edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, or, and a reminder, if you don't watch the show live or can't watch the show live, to download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and, of course, we've got the BetCast Wednesday night as well for our members only. But we will be back with our next daily show of the Ice Guys Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. See you then for another edition of the Ice Guys. 